Okay. All right. Welcome to the underground. A place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. A place to get into the word of God. This is where repentance starts. This is where revival begins. And who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out saying repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The underground. You know, I was reading in the uh, Bible today about the garden of Gethsemane. And one of the main uh, things that I took notice of is the disciples. When it was time to press in, when the moment was very important for Jesus, they kept snoozing. And God just want me to tell somebody today, man, don't miss your moment by snoozing off on them. Because it's too important. You've been snoozing on your uh, reading the word of God. You've been snoozing on your fasting. You've been snoozing on meeting up with the uh, saints, going to church. You've been snoozing on going to Bible study. You've been snoozing on tithing. I guess it's not important. So you're going to end up missing your moment. It's a rainy day today, man. It was one of those days, man. We just vibing out of the day. Shout out to my beautiful wife, who just gave birth to our beautiful daughter. <laughs> What's up, baby? Shout out to my sister, Southwest. I see you. Shout out to H-Town, South Park. Home clock. You know it's time to repent, though. You know it's time to repent. Stop sleeping on God, man. Well, yeah, we're going to get into this word tonight. We're just going to have fun tonight. Let's go have fun tonight. It's time for y'all to wake up. God, people, time to wake up. You've been snoozing too long. You've been sleep too long. Time to get back on your grind for God. Time to get back on the kingdom. Kingdom business. 2023, from here on out, is nothing but kingdom business. You're not missing no more money. Let's go. And who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out saying, repent. The underground. All right, all right, right. I appreciate everybody coming out to the underground tonight, man. I hope y'all had a good week so far. I hope everybody is uh walking in peace, walking in the love of God. And I hope everybody is doing well in a life, man. I hope you uh prosper as your soul prosper in health, in your mind, body, and spirit. I pray that over everybody who's listening tonight, all across the world, I want to uh, thank you for showing love to the underground. 
I appreciate your love and support. I ask that if you know anybody who wants to hear the word of God on a weekly basis or who just needs to develop a relationship with God, develop a uh, like a Bible, deep Bible study with God, man, give them this uh, podcast. Tell them to come to the underground. And when they ask, man, who is that talking? Just say, man, he ain't nobody but the voice. He ain't nobody but the voice. Do me a favor, everybody greet each other. You know, make sure you greet each other and take your nutty professor finger and go ahead and let me know if you hear me very well in the chat before I get started. I want to make sure everybody hear me very well. Do y'all hear me good? Put a thumbs up for me. All good? Okay, we all good. Well, let's get started, man. Let's get started. Let me just read a couple of verses to go ahead and lay the foundation. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 1 and 2, it says, In those days, John the Baptist came to the wilderness and began preaching. John the Baptist began preaching. And guess what his message was, y'all? In verse 2, it says, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And also in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17, it says, From that time, Jesus began to preach. And he was saying the same thing John was saying, y'all. He was saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so God has raised up this brother right here, just another voice. And he told me to preach. And guess what the message he gave me? Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So I hope you guys, if, if anybody hasn't uh, done that yet, here's your opportunity. Here's your opportunity. Go ahead. Give your life to God. Cry out to God right now. You may be riding to work listening to this, right? Somebody just may have sent you this podcast, and this is what you're hearing right now. This is the voice in the wilderness of America saying, it's time for you to repent. Cry out to God. Ask him to save your soul. Ask him to bring him into your kingdom, to his kingdom. Okay? And begin to walk out your will for God tonight. Walk it out. Now walk it out. Now walk it out. Exactly. In Micah chapter 1 and verse 2, in Micah chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, Attention. Let all the people of the world listen. Let all the people of the world, that's what we're doing right now. I'm speaking to the world right now. And the word of God is saying, and listen, let the earth and everything in it hear. Let the earth, everybody in it, your dog, your cat, your goldfish, your snake, your hamster, your cows, your horses, everything needs to listen to what thus says the Lord is saying. And it says the Lord is making an accusation against us, y'all. The Lord speak from his holy temple. Look, the Lord is coming. Now, again, I know we hear this all the time. The Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. But don't get too comfortable. Don't get comfortable in your lifestyle. Don't start snoozing on your lifestyle because that's when he might just come. And you don't want to get caught slipping. You don't want to get caught lacking. You want to have your oil filled. You don't want to be like the five foolish virgins who had to run and get their oils refilled because they wasn't staying ready. What happened to them? They got caught snoozing. They got caught snoozing. So always be on guard. Always be on watch. Always be prepared. All right. 
First thing I want to talk about today is speaking things into existence, speaking things into existence. I, as I'm living up under the sun, um, I'm hearing this phrase a lot. I'm hearing this thing a lot about people speaking things into existence. And I have a question to ask you guys, especially to the believers. What are you actually speaking into existence. What are you actually speaking to existence? Now, before we do get into this, I already know this is the favorite verse that we're going to use for when we talk about speaking things into existence. So let me go ahead and read it for you. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So when we talk about speaking, when I hear people talking about this, speaking things into existence, this is the verse that they run to. This is the verse that they back it up with, you know, and basically they use this verse. Majority of the people we are using this verse to uh, stamp what we want. That's why I'm asking, what are you actually speaking into existence? Because either you're going to speak the kingdom of God into existence, the will of God into existence, or you're speaking your will into existence. Right. I want you to look at your life that you're speaking into existence right now, man of God, woman of God. Or unbeliever. What you have spoken to existence, does it line up with God is asking? from his word this is why we got to search the scriptures this is why we got to study the scriptures so we can be mindful of what god is asking from us right see a lot of us is speaking if we be honest with ourselves a lot of us is starting to speak the devil's will into existence a lot of us is speaking lust into existence a lot of us are speaking pride into existence. A lot of us are speaking greed into existence. We're speaking uh, busybodies into existence. We're speaking a lack of discipline into existence. We're speaking the love of money into existence. But we stamp it with verses like Proverbs 18 and 21. So before, uh, again, this is a a type of language that I'm hearing a lot of about people manifesting things and speaking things into existence. But are you manifesting, if you are a believer, the kingdom of God in your life? Are you manifesting the fruits of spirits in your life? Because that's what God asks from us. Or are you just uh, manifesting the pride of life? The lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh. I want you to be honest with yourself tonight. Start, if we're going to use the power, if we're going to have the power of the tongue, it's supposed to be used for God's glory, for God's purpose. For God's word. 
for God's kingdom to come. That's when the power of the tongue begins to manifest things. So just wanted to tackle that a little bit. I wanted you to ask yourself, what are you manifesting with your mouth? Because you have power to do it. You have power to do it. But are you really manifesting the kingdom of God? Are you really manifesting spiritual things into your life? Or are you just using the power of your tongue to manifest your will, to manifest what you want? Let me give you an example. Soldiers, right? I guarantee you that there are soldiers over there or when they go off to war, right? There are particular soldiers who wants to come home. They probably don't want to be over there with all that type of warfare and shooting and all this type of stuff going on. But the overall goal for them is to be over there because they signed up for the army or they signed up for the Navy. They signed up for this. So they have a purpose. They have a mission. So one soldier, if he begins to uh, want to speak going home into existence or speak, uh, want to be with his family into existence, let's be real about it. He's not on the same page as the overall goal. He's not on the same page of the overall mission. He's speaking what he wants. See, a soldier has to speak things and be aligned with the overall mission of the army. And I'm here to say, tell you, believer, if you signed up with God, if you're signed up to follow Christ, you got to start speaking the overall mission with your tongue. That's why it's good to be disciple. That's why it's good to be up under somebody who can disciple you, teach you the word of God, teach you the things of God, teach you the purpose of God and what he's uh, requiring of us. See, we have a, a, a generation of believers who are just speaking. We just we speaking all type of different things into existence that it's just not even of God. And so what that does is we don't have people on the same page. We don't have people on the same mission. And he tells us in his word, hey, when you're divided like that, it's going to be easy for the devil to take you out. You have no way of, of having victory. The church should be speaking the same language. Why? Because we have the mission given to us already in his word. What's what are we we manifesting all these other things that I'm just saying and his, he didn't talk about it in his word. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first to manifest the kingdom of God. And then all those other things you let God deal with it. But we as believers, as soldiers in the army of God, we have to be manifesting and speaking the same thing. Too many, too many different paths and wheels and things are at at stake right now or, or things are being built. And, and let's be honest, it's the, they're just not of God. They're not of the kingdom. 
They're not of the kingdom of God. So I'm going to encourage you tonight to be careful how you use your tongue. Be careful what you're speaking into existence. Because you might just be speaking the devil's will into existence. You might be speaking for the kingdom of darkness. You might be manifesting darkness in the atmosphere. That's right. So find out what is God's will. And that's what you begin to speak into the universe or manifest or, you know, speak it into existence. All right. All right. So that was just for somebody. I just wanted to uh, uh, talk about that real quick. All right. Let's keep moving and grooving through this word. Hey, welcome to the underground place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey, y'all remember the movie Friday, right? Y'all remember that movie. And uh, Debo used to come around. And when Debo came around, he was punking people. One thing that uh, people started to do when Debo came around is they will tuck in their chains. They'll put their stuff up. Right? Why is that? Because they didn't want to get jacked. They were scared. They was in fear. They was in fear. They wasn't bold. I got to ask you a question, believer. When the world come around you, when certain people come around you, certain family members come around you, certain friends come around you, do you let them debo you with your faith? I want to ask you, do you tuck your faith in when they come around? Let me tuck mine in right quick, right? We as believers, we as children of God, who he did not give us the spirit of fear, has to stop letting the world, family members, friends, coworkers, strangers, punk us and make us tuck our faith in. We gonna have to start getting our Craig on at the end of the movie and get reckless with it. Right? I'm talking to somebody right now in the world. You have been getting Debo every day when it comes to your faith. You're afraid to sp uh, speak up. They are telling you what to do. They telling you to whistle. They taking your bike. You need to start standing up, asking God for the boldness to be able to stand up to the Debo of this world. And start being bold about your faith. And I guarantee you, you're going to be put in situations when you start to ask God that you're going to be put in situations to be bold about your faith. So start to practice this. Don't be afraid to start speaking up for what you believe in. Don't be afraid to uh, don't agree with people. Don't be afraid not to laugh at certain jokes. Don't be afraid to look weird. Don't be afraid of the tension that might come when you speak.
that might come when you step into a room. Don't be afraid of it. You got to welcome it now. Because I'm letting you know that's an atmosphere that's trying to debo you out of your position as God's child. How long are you going to let that go on for, Craig? When are you going to get your bike back? It's time to stand up. I don't care how young you is. I don't care how old you are. God has given you a spirit not to fear. Check this out in Proverbs 28 and 1. It says, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Check out the animal channel every once in a while. Look how the lion just walks through the wilderness. Check out how the lion just walked through the jungle. Just bold. Confident. Confident in who he is or who she is as a lioness. They just confident. And that's what you need to start getting a hold of. Being confident in your faith. Being confident. In Acts 28 and verse 31, it says, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. We're going to teach with boldness. And what are we teaching about? The Lord Jesus Christ. Right? We're not teaching about uh, success plans. Ten steps to get married or ten steps to get a relationships, ten steps to go on vacations and ten steps to get land and ten steps to get rich and ten steps to be uh, all this, you know, get a book, uh, ten steps to do this. And come on now. The church need to just be, hey, we need to uplift Christ. That's what we need to do. We need to up. We, we got to start uplifting Christ, uplifting the word of God. And we got to do it sound. We have to have sound teaching, my brothers and uh, sisters. Hey, some of you, uh, you know, God want uh, some of you uh, teachers and pastors and bishops. Hey, God want me to tell you, you, you just you too clever. You too smart sometimes, you, you know, you too, you too slick with it sometimes you too. Hey, just go ahead and make it simple a little bit sometimes. It's okay. Hey, learn your audience. Learn your audience. Learn who you're talking to. We, If you know Greek, that's cool. But learn who you're talking to first before you, you know, talking about Greek words and Hebrew words. We, that's cool. But, hey, some of these people just fresh off the streets. They don't know nothing about no Greek. Just teach us about God, Lord Jesus Christ, repentance, the fruits of the spirit. We got to make this thing simple again. We got to make it simple again, right? We It says, come to the kingdom of God like a child. So start to and, and teach us like a child. How do I know we need to get teach like a child? Look at the state of the church. Use your spiritual eyes and, and look what's going on in the church. Look what's going on in the pulpits. You know, look what people are speaking about. We have gotten so far away from just teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ, 
the fruits of the spirit, about repentance, about righteousness, about holiness. And I know why. I understand it's it's not entertaining to the flesh. I get that. And I'm here to tell you it's not supposed to be entertaining to the flesh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, nail this down real good for you. The gospel is not entertaining to your flesh at all. Period. It is here to feed your spirit, man. That's what it's for. Right. And so you got to come with a mindset about, hey, this is, is going to feed my spirit, man. Let me tell you what else happens when we begin to speak with boldness and, and live our faith out with boldness. In Acts chapter four and verse 30, uh, 31, it says, and when they had prayed, it says the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. The place was shaken. This one, these were our, these are our ancestors, the apostles, man. And when they was praying, the place used to be shaken. If we are honest, we 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 not feeling that these days, right? Now, every once in a while, we may feel it, but this is what this was like regular stuff for them. And then it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Look, listen to what it's saying. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, in our churches and things like this, we got some people filled with the Holy Spirit and we got some fleshly people. We got people who are only there for their purpose and they will. We got people who just want to be, get titles. We got people over here who just it's it's we're not all filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's why when we pray, things are not being shaken. Oh, man, we teaching now. Come on now. Come on. The Holy Spirit teaching now. Sit back and just listen. Sit back and go ahead and eat. Y'all finna eat good tonight. Listen. The, the the buildings, the, 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 the atmosphere, the atmosphere that we're around, it's not being shaken. It's not being scared. You know, see, the, 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 the government, the people in high places, those things need to be intimidated by us. Yeah, they need to be intimidated by the church. We need to let them know, say, we're not trying to be cool with you. We're not trying to be friends with you. And no, you can't come in our churches talking about some uh, political parties or what to vote. Presidents, we don't need you in our pulpits. Governors, we don't need you in our pulpits. Counselors, judges, I don't know all this. What, man, get off the stage. It ain't your time to spend. No, we don't, we don't have you in the pulpits. Only those who are holy and set apart needs to be in the pulpit. Got these presidents and people on getting time to speak in the pulpit about some uh i don't know it's it's, it's 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 we have to start letting these people know how bold we is in our faith let me finish saying and it says they were all filled with the holy spirit churches our goal is to listen I'm not, we, we need to start worrying about numbers and make sure, are y'all filled with the Holy Spirit? We need to have, so, sometimes if you got a big church, that needs to be, hey, everybody in here, 40,000, everybody in here, are y'all filled with the Spirit? If not, we finna have a service about getting y'all filled with the Spirit. You're not finna just be up in here and you're not even filled with, you just spectating. No, 
We don't need that. Why? Because we can't get things shaken. Imagine a football team, right? And everybody on that field are not on one accord with the same intensity, the same mission. Somebody going to be lacking. And guess what? They need to get on the bench because you're not ready to play. You need to get sit down somewhere. Oh, let's go there. Let's go and take an exit and talk about there. Hey, churches, we need to start sitting people down. Oh, come on, man. We getting things in order tonight, right, God? Okay, we're going to get things in order tonight. Hey, bishops, pastors, ministers, start sitting some people down. Mm-hmm. Start examining their life. And if you know what it look like, come on. We're not, we not slow. That's what I'm saying. We overlooking things. We 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 becoming too leany. We we becoming too you know nice and kind because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. This is not about feelings. This is about victory. Yeah, we want to we want to have victory. That's what this is about. We're trying to take over the land, in the promised land. This is what this is about. So check this out. If 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 you're not aligned with the word of God, especially if you leaders. Check out their lifestyle. Go search their Instagram. Go on their Facebooks, leaders. Go check them out. See what they got going on. Why? Because if the blind leading the blind, guess where they go end up? In a ditch. We're not going to end up in victory. No, sir, we're not. No, ma'am, we're not. So to my leaders, hey, it's, hey, if you got to sit some people down, hey, sit down for a minute. Sit down. Hey, it, it works. God set me down for, uh, I told y'all, I set me down for almost 11 years. <laughs> he set me down. And it works, too. Oh, it works. Because when he, when you get back in that position or when you when he puts you back in the game, oh, you very careful on how you moved in. Mm-hmm. See, mama, mama, uh, Mama used to do, uh, when I used to get in trouble at school, my mama, the realest to ever do it, by the way. Shout out to her. The realest to ever do it. Love you. I'm going to see you in uh, eternity. But check this out. When I used to get in trouble, she used to take away that game and put it up. Mm-hmm. And then she used to tell me, you ain't going nowhere tonight. You ain't going nowhere this weekend. You can hang that up. I don't know what that, I still don't know what that means. But she used to always tell me, you can hang that up. But what that was doing, it was teaching me discipline. It was teaching me not to play. It was teaching me when I get out of line, this is what happens. Churches, when leaders, when believers, when people, uh, the sheep, get out of line, guess what? It's, it, we have to discipline. We got to discipline. You know, find out if you got leaders singing on the choir, you got leaders, you know, praying, find out. Are they shacking? Are they out there just, you know, are they they going to the clubs every week? Come on now. What they got going, what they doing? We need to know these things if they're going to be leaders. Why? Because they're a it's, a, it's an atmosphere that they're creating. It's an atmosphere. And see the devil, he'll look down and I'm telling you, he'll be like, man, hey, man, hey, he, he, he see it. Oh, that ain't serious. Yeah, it's, it's going to be easy to take over this church. <laughs> it's going to be easy to take over this. 
It's got to be easy. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to finish Acts 4 and 31. Follow me. And it says, uh, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continue to speak the word of God with boldness. They continue to speak the word of God with boldness. No matter how many members they got, guess what? They continue to speak the word with boldness. No matter who came to their church, no matter what celebrities came, no matter what presidents came, no matter what politicians came, no matter who was tithing, no matter what kind of money came in the church, guess what they did? They continued to speak the word with boldness. They didn't water it down to please the people. See, that's what happened to Saul. He was a people pleaser. That's why God said, I need somebody after my own heart. Because Saul was a man who wanted to please the people. He wanted to be cool with the people. I'm not trying to, we're not trying to be cool with God. I mean, cool with the people. We're trying to be cool with God. That's it. I'm not trying to be cool with a Republican Party, a Democratic Party. I don't care. No, you cannot come speak in our church. Use your funds and go make a commercial. Maybe we'll see you on TV. But coming in our pulpit, no, sir. I don't understand. No, sir. Keep these politicians and presidents because, you know, uh, voting time coming up. And, you know, they're going to be in these churches. Yeah, they're going to be in these churches getting TV time. And God didn't even anoint these people. <laughs> Check out the laws they pass, and it shows that they're against God. So why are they in our buildings? This is why I mean we need to be bold and start saying no. Uh, hey, you can come to church, but uh, you can sit uh, with the people and listen to this, what God's saying. <laughs> That's what you can do, presidents, politicians, lawyers, judges. I, who, I don't care who you celebrities. You can sit in the, uh, the congregation with the rest of the people and know you ain't, uh, if you don't get here on time, you're not sitting in the front. Ain't no special seats up in here. I mean, come on, man. I'm, oh, man, we got to tackle. Ain't no special seats up in here. Why is they sitting in the front? If they don't get in time, then, uh, and, and keep your security outside. Ain't nobody bodyguarding in here. We got the Holy Spirit to protect us. We don't need your uh, security, secret services. We don't need that. We got God covering us. That's who we got. Yeah. Got, you know, people with black sunglasses on in the church and they up here, man, man, mm-mm, mm-mm. And, 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 and believers, uh, wait till y'all get outside to take pictures with them. We don't do all that in the church. Uh, you want to take pictures with, man, uh-uh, mm-mm. Or wait till they have their own concert and you can sneak off and go to their con. But no, we ain't doing that. Hauling up uh, celebrities to the pool pit because they in y'all church. Man. <sighs> That's what see, we we, we got to stop loving the people and loving the world, loving the fame and loving what I don't know. This influence It's it's all vanity, vanity on top of vanity. Go on here to read Ecclesiastes a couple of times. Your Uncle Solomon tell you about that. And Uncle Solomon had it going on. But yeah, we was just talking about boldness for a little bit. I hope that uh 
and I think God wanted uh, just wanted to talk about getting the you know getting the church because listen here y'all especially to my thirties forties we're about to get you know that baton passed to us whether you ready or not mm -hmm. whether you ready or not it's 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 our time right and it's gonna be up to us to carry the kingdom alone. Yeah, I got. See, when I go to the prison, shout out to uh uh, uh Pam Lynch's state jail and Pastor Mac, Pastor Bryant, and those are the saints. You know, these are older brothers, man. They've been doing this prison ministry stuff for 20, 30 years. And so that's why I already know when I when I first started coming in there, that's why they were so eager. They was like, man, let let him preach. They gave it to me quickly. Why? Because it's time to pass it. They want to pass it along to somebody. They tired. They tired. They ready to go home sometimes, you know? And so who they're going to pass it to? We have to be in position. We have to be ready for the calling. Ready in season, out of season. Ready. So if they say, hey, you ready to preach? Hey, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been studying. Uh, yeah, I've been studying for a long time. I mean, I've been in the uh, the study room. I'm in my playbook. So if anybody get injured, if the quarterback go down, I'm ready to take over. And we ain't missing a beat. We ain't missing a beat. See, our backs, our backups needs to be just as good as our starters. Oh, wait, that's a word, man. That's a word. That's a word. I'm telling you, because if you look at the sports world, right? One player can go down and it'll affect the whole team. That should not be the way it is for the kingdom. If a pastor leave, it shouldn't miss a beat. If a minister leave, the church shouldn't miss a beat. If someone who was like, you know, important to the church, but and they did a lot and they leave or something happened and they, you know, go to the next life with God, hey, that don't. We we still marching on. Read the scriptures. When Moses died, hey, if you read it and you read it for what it is, God was like, all right, Moses, he gone. Uh, Joshua, come on. <laughs> hey, God was like, okay, Moses, uh, he, he gone. So Joshua, get on up. It's time. Get up. How long you go more? See, we don't, see, we don't like, I'm telling you, that's the guy we serve. He ain't missing no beat. Because he has a mission. He has a purpose. And Moses is better off anyways. So he was like, Joshua, come on. No one man or no one woman is bigger than the kingdom of God. The gifts they have is not bigger than your gifts. You know? So we got to we, we gotta make sure we're putting our churches in order. Hey, you go to a church and you see something that's out of pocket. And you may think, you, oh, I can't say nothing. Yes, you can. This is a family. Bring it to the family. Let them know, hey, I think this is this is not of God. Or I think this is, you know, probably, you know, uh, stepping over the line. Or this is kind of, uh, you know, over, out of bounds with it. You can bring it to the people. Bring it to a deacon. Bring it to a usher. I don't know. And if they really walking in the spirit, they'll handle it up, man. 
But you know what it is? We got the we got our own wills. We got our own goals for the church. We got our own purpose for the church. We got our own numbers for the church. We got numbers. We want we have a numbers. We we got a mission for the church. And it's like God already gave us the mission. He said, matter of fact, let's go there. Watch this mission God gave us, y'all. I'm looking it up right now. Hold on, right quick. I appreciate everybody coming out to the underground. You know, praise to hear the word of God before you go. What? Six feet underground. Check out this mission, y'all, that God gave us. The Great Commission. <laughs> the Great Commission. It says, then Jesus came to them in verse 18. He says, I uh Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. First of all, understand who came to them and said he has all authority in heaven and on earth. Jesus came to them. Jesus came to them. So all you other false, I don't know, all these other gods and all these false prophets and false messiahs, that ain't who came who said this. Jesus says, I have all authority in heaven and on earth. See, that's a bold statement right there. Yeah, see, them false prophets, you got to you gotta step to this word right here. All you false gods out there and all you people out there worshiping these false gods, what y'all going to say about this verse right here, though? Yeah, that's that's one of those Jesus really kind of like calling everybody out. All these false guys, he really saying, say, I'm going to let y'all know what it is. Hey, all authority under heaven and on earth been given to me. What y'all going to do about it? That's a bold statement, man. What book we in? Oh, that's Matthew chapter 28. Yes, sir. And we starting at verse 18. Matthew 28, verse uh, 18. That's where we at. I'm going to read it again. It says, and I'm reading from the uh, NIV right now. I'm reading for the NIV. I like to go to different uh, uh, versions of the Bible. I believe God can use and speak through all type of versions. You know, you got people out here scared. What? God can speak. God's speaking. When I open my mouth, God speaks. It says, then Jesus came to them. It says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I just want to focus on that real quick. Just for a couple more seconds. Did y'all hear what Jesus just said? That is a bold statement. The boldness, what I was just talking about. Look how bold he was to say that. He letting you know, ain't nobody got authority like that but me. So if anybody do got authority, I gave it to him. Oh, come on, Jesus. Flex. Flex on us then. Yeah, flex on us then, Jesus. I like that. Flex on us. Let me know that anytime I get authority, anytime I come up in this world, anytime that I increase in this world, it's because Jesus gave it to me. Thank you for telling me that. So I keep that in mind. So I never get arrogant. So I never get prideful. He gave me that authority. And then he says, and in heaven. So not only he has a business, he got his own business in, uh, on earth. He said, then I got, I'm, I'm the boss in heaven too. <laughs> he flexing on us. He flexing on us. I like it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Flex on us. Let us know what it is. And, see, and then in verse nine, and he says, it's been given to me. 
It's been given. See, the father gave it to him. The father gave it. See, the father is in the uh, is in the business of giving things. Mm. Yeah, when you when you walking in his will, when you walking in his ways, when you uh trying to do his mission, his purpose, when you're trying to bring the kingdom of God to to the earth, when you're trying to bring the kingdom of God to people's life, to your community, to your schools, to your neighborhoods, to your jobs, to your households, to your church, when you're doing that, God is in the business of giving you authority. Mm -hmm. He's in a business to promoting you. You're trying to get cool with your boss in order to get promoted. Mm -mm. You're putting too much confidence in the flesh. You're trying to laugh at your boss jokes so you can get promoted. You know they corny anyways. You're putting too much to in the flesh. Right? You're trying to talk a certain way, act a certain way around uh, the people with authority, which God gave them that authority. <laughs> no, they see. Uh, let me tell you something. No, they degree didn't get them that authority. No, they brains to get them that authority. No, they money didn't get them authority. No, God gave them authority. It is him who gave them that authority. Yeah. Holler at King Nebuchadnezzar and ask him about how God can take it away in a second. I'll let your boy King Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel. In verse 19, we're talking about the purpose of God. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20. Then he says, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations. Simple. Whatever you are doing, you know, whatever, whatever purpose God has has you in or whatever ministry God has you uh, called to or he has you finna start. Your goal is to make disciples. Disciples. People who are going to follow Christ. You got to teach them on how to follow Christ. That's why we do these Bible studies. Right? Your Wherever church you at, they should be teaching you how to be a disciple of Christ. They shouldn't be teaching you how to manifest your own will, manifest your business, manifest your, 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 your lifestyle that you're speaking of, manifest uh, riches and manifest prosperity. No. No. It's very clear. He says... We're supposed to be making disciples of all nations. So for you racist folks, <laughs> what God you listening to? For you racist folks, because he says of all nations, that's all colors. That's all people. So for you racist folks who have a certain, you know, you don't want to, uh, you don't like these people or you don't like these color peoples. You already, you, you skipping, you missing out on the whole purpose of uh, God or what he want us to do as a church. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Hey, you've been going to this church two and three years. Why you haven't got baptized yet? Why you haven't got your uh, hair wet yet? Yeah, you need to get baptized. 
You say, well, they haven't said you need to go to the pastor, the bishop, whoever it is, leaders. Hey, I need to get baptized. Why? Because that's what he uh, he told us we need to do. We got people just in the church, ain't get baptized, ain't getting disciples. They just they just come on Sundays. What is it? No, this ain't no social club. And then what he said, y'all. And then he says we ought to in verse twenty. He says we should be teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. See, we ought to be teaching the church, teaching the people of God what Jesus has commanded us. We're teaching people on like seriously on like how to I don't know what it is. It's 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 strange. It's a, it's a different gospel. Seriously, that's what it is. But he told us about that. Teaching people to obey what God has said. And so that should kind of, that's the, that's like a building. That's like the foundation of what the church should be doing. Seriously. But you know, what we, we have gotten too cute. We got too, uh, we got too, uh, swag. We, we too swaggy now. The church then got too much swag. See what I'm saying? <laughs> we 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 got too much swag. We, and I'm not and I'm not against you know uh, personalities. I'm not against personality. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not against personalities. I'm saying we didn't got too cool where we are ignoring like making disciples. Why? Because we want ears to be tickled. We didn't got too cool that we not baptizing people. And we didn't got too cool that we're not teaching people, hey, we need to be obeying what Jesus said. Simple. Simple. That is what we ought to be doing. That is what the church should be doing. That is what you ought to be doing. Like anybody that you have up under you soldiers and God has put people in your life to teach, hey, you got to be teaching them how to be disciples of Christ. Not to be a uh, members of your church <laughs> it's not your church anyways it's god's church it's not your church it's god's church man so let's start you know doing this you guys okay we got to i want to encourage us making disciples baptizing people and teaching them things about what god says what did what did jesus say in his gospels make it simple again Make it simple. Cut, matter of fact, hey, some of you churches, no more concerts. <laughs> no more concerts. Some, hey, just cut off the, yeah, cut, God coming now. Yeah, God coming. You know, when, when daddy used to come home, everything had to shut down. I don't know about, you know, when, when Pawpaw came home, a lot of things had to stop. TV had to get shut off. You know, things had to get straightened out. People, people was a little nervous when uh, Pawpaw came home. People had to get out the chair, sit on the floor. That's Pawpaw's seat, right? So, yeah, we got to get we got to get that reverence back in the church. Got to get that reverence. Let's do background checks on people we got speaking in the pulpit. Let me do a background. We do it for the jobs. Let me see what you got going. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, let me see. That's what my mama used to do. Shout out to my mama again. One of the realest to ever do it. When I used to clean up. 
she'll come in the room. It may look clean from the, you know, from a distance. But mama used to check. She pull that, pull that sheet up. Pull it up. Let me see it up under that bed. Pull them shoes out. Let me see. <laughs> oh, oh, I miss my mom. That I'm telling she, I, I, I really believe God made her just to get me prepared for the kingdom. Because some of the things that she taught me, though looking from the outside, you may not notice, but that she taught me principles of the kingdom. That it was spiritual things because she was so direct and so straightforward. And I couldn't get over on her. It was, uh uh, I'm telling you, when I clean, and that's how God is. We may look clean from a distance, but God, the type, uh uh, pull that out. Cut that light on. Cut the light on. Let me see. What's all this dust up under here? You ain't clean. That's my mom. So you ain't clean nothing. You ain't clean nothing. And see, we try to hurry up and look like we got things in order because we think we're going to be able to go outside. <laughs> we, we think we're going to be able to have some fun or we think we're going to get some, you know, uh, mommy, well, if you clean your room, I give you some money. Or daddy used to say that, right? And so we'll try to hurry up and do it. Or if you clean up, you can go outside. If you clean up, you can play your game. So we'll try to hurry up and do some things. See, some of y'all, y'all, y'all keep hurrying up and you still ain't, you still can't do nothing. Why? Because God checking. God checking. He at the checkpoint. Checking it all out. So, okay. Six okay. I'm I'm gonna end off. I'm gonna uh we got one more thing we're gonna talk about, and I'm gonna let you guys go. Okay. I appreciate everybody taking the time out to come out to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Man, who's that dude preaching? He ain't nobody special. He just divorced someone calling out in the wilderness of America. What he be talking about? Repent. Repent, repent, repent. Hey, speaking of repent, have you repented? Have you told God you're sorry? Have you changed your mindset? Have you asked God to change your mindset, change your heart, change the way you look towards him? Ask God to do that for you. Ask God to do that for you. All right. Mark. I want to go to Mark chapter 12. Go to Mark chapter 12. And we're going to start at verse 43, if y'all don't mind. Mark chapter 12, if you want to go there. Mark chapter 12, verse 43. And it's so crazy. Man, I be getting these type of teachings, man, just out of nowhere. And this 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 came to me like I don't know I, I think I was just sitting down and all of a sudden God just boom dropped this in my spirit and I, I when I when I when God does that I hear even go get my phone I write it down and man it's like a flood just comes just and I know I'm not the only one that God does that too it's just like He just start releasing this wisdom and knowledge and understanding about and deeper meaning of the word for you and so this was one of those times of. And I was like, whoa, that's 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 good. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Hey, if if and don't take that lightly. Don't take that lightly, man. If God's speaking to you like that, write it down. It doesn't mean you may uh and it may be from years from now that you may be able to speak. I remember uh I had God gave me the opportunity to uh speak at uh, my church this uh 
couple of past Sundays, right? And the word I spoke, man, I had that word. God gave me that word years ago. I'm talking about like years ago. And I always just remember that word. I, I, it was about the garden, I guess, and the garden years ago when I was in my 20s. But I just had was able to release it, you know, this past. So that's what I'm saying. Some of these words that you're getting, hey, you might release it down the road. It may be for the next generation. But, hey, it's going to be released. Because guess what? His word don't come back forward. Yes, sir. It does not come back forward. No, it does not. Hold on, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on just a moment. Let me, I'm, I'm trying to find out what we talking about real quick. Uh, I think Mark chapter 12 wasn't it, y'all. So, just a moment. I'm looking it up right now. Do, 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 do. Matthew chapter 12, sorry. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 and 45. Okay, so we're going to come at it from a different uh just 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 hear me out listen to what god is saying i'm gonna read it to you and then we go just dive in it all right it says in verse 43 when the unclean spirit has gone out of a person it passes through waterless places seeking rest but finds none right so there's spirits out here who's seeking rest but finds none then it says then it says, they out here talking, these spirits, I will return to my house. Look how bold it is. To my house from which I came. They got, they claiming things. There's spirits out here that's claiming your house. Listen to what I'm saying again, believer. You, I know you paid your mortgage and I know you claim that you own it now, right? <laughs> oh god can you help the people understand we don't own anything please i i really need you to do that for us but listen the spirit of god listen what it says it says then it says i will return to my house from which i came Ooh, we man mm, 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 mm. and then it says and when it comes it finds the house empty, swept, and put in order. Stop right there. I want to focus in on that real quick. Swept and put in order. From the outside, it looks like it got it together. From the outside, it looks like it got all things in order. They got a nice house. They got a nice job. They got a nice car. They got a nice bank account. It looks like things are, they did everything the right way. They got a nice uh, uh, Instagram account. Their pictures look nice. They, everything looks like it is in all. When they post, it looks like their life is in order. When they talk, it looks like their life is in order. Only if they knew. Amen. So, that is what I see. We got houses out there. And when we talk about houses, we're talking about people. That looks like it is in order. This is especially for my women, for my sisters in Christ. Be careful. 
it may look like it has they thing in order. He handling his business, girl. He got everything together, girl. Ooh, he a good man, girl. Why? Because it looks like he got everything in order. He got his own house. He got his own car. He got his own. He, he ain't living with nobody. He don't got no debt, right? But check it out. Could it be? In verse 45, then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. Could it be that you have connected with somebody that look from the outside, sound like they had things in order? But could it be that you're connecting yourself with somebody who has seven more spirits that came and dwell with them? Could it be that you're that you're coloring up with somebody? Could it be that you're dating somebody right now? Could it be that you're going into business with somebody right now that the spirits, that those wicked spirits says, hey, that's my territory. That's my house. And check this out. It says, then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits. That means, so it's like the, the spirit. Now, come with me in the, in the corner. That's like saying, hey, you remember when, when you was young and you had beef with people? And you'd be like, man, hold on. Let me go get my cousins. Let me go get my brother. Let me go get my cousin. And you go and get your brothers and your cousins. And you come back to whatever, you know, the hood, wherever you at, and you, you come back deeper. Right? That's what these spirits are doing. They they coming back. It says he came back with seven more spirits. So that means the spirit said, Hey, come on, hey, y'all, y'all come over here, man. Yeah, let's let's let, let's 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 jump this person. They ain't about it. That's what they doing. And it says they came back seven other spirits more evil than itself. So that first time. He didn't got people who way more wicked than him. But you don't know that because it looks like they got things in order. I mean, they able to take you on vacations, right? They paying your bills, so they look like they got things in order, right? They cooking you meals. Yeah, they got a nice town home, right? They got a nice account. Y'all going out to, you know, Steak 48. Y'all going out to, you know, the nice restaurants. So it looks like y'all got things in order. It looks like everything is swept and clean. Y'all take nice pictures, man. I, I see it. It's nice pictures. Oh, my God, that is real cute. Yeah, you get a lot of hearts on your pictures. Because it looks like you got things taken care of. Your body looks like it's in order. It looks like you've been, everything looks good. But we got to start seeing in the spirit. You got to get your spiritual eye on. And I ain't talking about no third eye. Let me go ahead and just say that real quick. This ain't no third eye. I only got two eyes. See, that's, the, that's what I'm talking about. We getting too deep for people. Look at your third eye. Man, I only got, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't want no third eye, to be honest with you. Can you imagine having a third eye? That's what I'm saying. Do people listen to what they saying? Can you imagine having a third eye in between your... That's that's nasty. That looks... Oh, my God. I mean, 
I'm getting creeps right now just thinking. But I don't want no third eye. Spiritual eye. Look at it from, when I say spiritual eye, well, what do you mean by that? Look at it from God's point of view. How can I look at it from God's point of view? Because I begin to know God's character. How do I begin to know God's character? I begin to study his word. I begin to listen to the spirit of God. That's how I know God's character. That's how I'm able to look at things from a spiritual perspective. I don't look at things from a fleshly perspective. And then he says in verse 45, seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. See, they stand there. And if you connected with it, they stand there with you too. You wonder why you got anger now. You wonder why you didn't got lazy with the kingdom now. You wonder why you don't like reading your word no more. You wonder why it's so hard for you to pray now. You wonder why it's so hard for you to fast now. You wonder why it's so hard for you to be connected to the body, to the church. You wonder because you're dwelling with them now. Them seven spirits, oh, you dwelling with them now. You might as well be uh, cooking dinner with them. You dwelling with them. That mean y'all chilling. Yeah, y'all chilling together now. They know you will will. Can I, let me say that again. Let me say that again. And I hope because it's it's the month of October. So let me go ahead and scare you. <laughs> them spirits know you very well now. Why? Because you've been dwelling with them. Yeah, see, when you hang out with people, guess what? You begin to get to know them. You can begin to know their ways. You begin to know what makes them tick. You begin to know, oh, what makes them feel good? What makes them comfortable? <laughs> Touch somebody and say, comfortable. Mm -hmm. See, these spirits, what they do, they make your jail cell very comfortable. They make your prisons very comfortable. I'm talking in a spirit right now, so follow me. These seven spirits, these spirits like this, they make your very comfortable. What they do, they bring big, nice furniture to your jail cell for you. Yeah, they bring good food to your jail cell for you. Yeah, they bring nice music to your jail cell for you. They bring sweet-smelling candles to your jail cell for you. Why is they making you comfortable in your prison that they setting you up in? Yeah, that's what they do. They bring you false hope to your prison. Yeah, when they come visit you, they, they give you false dreams. They talk to you real sweet. It talks to you real kind. They give you false hope. And what it does, it makes you more and more comfortable in your prison. And then before you know it, they close it, and then they throw away the key. It's saying the last state of that person is worse than first time. Have you ever? I'm talking to believers, and I and I want you to really listen to what I'm about to say and really take in. Have you ever got delivered from something? And, 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 and for some reason, you 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 got comfortable again, and, and, and you start just you know little by little. It, it wasn't like overnight, but it was just little by little. Yeah, it, it was just little by little. It, it was it was first you was just you know you can come over. 
You know, it was just, it was sudden. It was very slow. Slow motion with it. Slow motion with it. That's what it was. And now do you find yourself that you kind of worse off than when you was time around? Now it's, it's, it's becoming more harder for you to get out of this. I'm talking to a believer right now. See, I said a message God had me uh, scream out. When you're in that position, the only thing you need to be saying is help. Your prayer needs to be help. Why? Because you're dealing with seven more deadly. Now, God gave me the name of these, uh, these spirits of our generation. Now, I'm not saying these are the exact spirits and all oh, these. No, I'm, I'm saying God, he was giving me names and, and saying spirits may dwell in your life. Number one, you become, you have no discipline. You have no discipline. That's the, that spirit began to work in your, you, you was disciplined with your prayer life. You was disciplined getting in the word. You was disciplined with giving. You was disciplined with, you know, uh, speaking the word of God. You was disciplined to going and fellowshipping with the saints. You was disciplined about sharing the gospel. Now, all of a sudden, you have become undisciplined with those things. You don't do those things as much. You have become lazy with doing it. Right. In Proverbs chapter 12, when it says, whoever loves discipline, loves knowledge. But he who hates reproof, which is discipline. I'm going to say this word. It says it's stupid. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> I know. Why are you talking it's like that, God? <laughs> yeah, God just said it. He just he said you're stupid. I'm not calling you stupid, by the way. The word Proverbs 12 and 1. I promise you. And yet it says you're stupid. <laughs> oh my God. You get straight to the point, right? In Proverbs 13 and 24, it says, Whoever spares the rod hates his sons, but he who loves him is diligent and disciplined to him. You gotta you gotta begin to ask God, God of discipline again. Help me to love discipline again. It's the discipline lifestyle that those spirits don't be attracted to. They like you to be undisciplined. They like they like those they like the sayings of I just go with the flow. What? Where are you going? Where are you going? No, a disciple is disciplined. A disciple just don't go. A disciple has a mission. It has a purpose. It has a calling. We don't just go with the flow. We're just not out here moving. No, we have a mission. So that's the first spirit. Them daily spirits, they come, they make you undisciplined. Number two, we're talking about these seven spirits, y'all, in our generation that can tackle us. They make you unaccountability. You don't have no accountability to nobody. Nobody can't tell you nothing. Nobody can't uh, call you out on nothing. It starts to be accountable to people. You don't even like being around people because you don't want to be accountable. You start to start to talk about the church in certain ways. You start to say the churches, you, you, you say things like, they be judging me. <laughs> Let me tell you, you, the reason you start talking like that, because you've been dwelling with them spirits. You're dealing with those spirits. 
in Galatians chapter six and one. Listen to what it says. It says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourself or you also may be tempted. But see, we are supposed to, if you're accountable to somebody and you're living in sin, you're supposed to have people around you say, wait a minute, brother. Hey, I, I noticed you haven't been doing this. I, I, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. Everything OK? But see, when you start to be accountable, you'll leave and start saying like, they always in my business. Yeah, pastor, I always, uh, they get on my nerves. You know why you talking like that? You've been dwelling with spirits. You've been dwelling with an unaccountability spirit. Yeah, you don't want nobody to tell you what to do. This, this It's my life. Have you been talking like that, believer? In James chapter 5 and my brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, Someone to bring back that person. How can we bring back that person and we'll never see you? Believer, find you a church home. Find you a community. Listen, and I'm here to tell you, YouTube is not your community. <laughs> I got a church online. Uh, find you a church on and stop playing. Them people online can't see what you're doing. Stop playing with <laughs> y'all. Better... <laughs> y'all better stop playing with God. Find you a physical church on. Find it. Seek first the kingdom of God. You found you a job. You found somewhere to stay. You found the car. You found, you know, a restaurant to go to. We we good at finding those. <laughs> we find a restaurant quick. We find those things, but when it comes to church, ain't no churches out there. Stop playing with God. Don't 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 insult his intelligence like that. He has plenty of churches out here that is preaching the true gospel. Don't let the internet fool you and don't let the them spirits been telling you that though. You've been dwelling with them spirits and they've been telling you them church people be they just as wicked as you. Them church people, they out, they judging you good. They judging you down. You should, yeah. That's them spirits talking to you. And you begin to talk like that. Why? Because you've been dwelling with it. So no discipline, no accountability. Again, uh, then you become too independent. It's another spirit that comes and dwells with you. You too independent. And you know what independent spirit gets you? Pride. Proverbs 16 and 5. Proverbs 16 and 5. The Lord detests the proud. And he says they will surely be punished. I'll let it, listen here. I'll let in, it sound good on, don't get me wrong. It does sound good on our songs, right? It sound good. And it really sound good when you was in the club and you was able to, you know, put your hands up when they be like, independent. And you put your hand up like, ah, it was cool in the club. But in the kingdom, God don't like that. Yeah, stop bringing that worldly mindset into the kingdom. I'll let independent, you don't need nobody. Uh, That's a lie. That's a lie from the devil. And guess what? That's a spirit you've been dealing with. I don't need nobody. I, I all I need is me and my babies. 
That is a lie. I'm Maury, and I'm telling you, that is a lie. You need community. You need somebody to check you. Where you been at? You should not be uh, missing four and five weeks and uh, weeks at a time. No, uh, we, we got to stop all that. Why I've been like that, though, uh, voice? Why I've been like that, preacher? Because you've been too independent. The, them, those spirits that we're talking about, they're telling you, you don't need no help. You got this. You can do it on your own. Yeah, you came up. It's all me. Yeah, you, you did it all on your own. Yo, the teachers didn't like you. Yo, your third grade teacher, they was against you. <laughs> they said you weren't going to make it. I'm tired of hearing that. Them third grade teachers weren't telling y'all that. I'm so sick of hearing that. Talking about your second grade teacher said you weren't going to be nothing. Stop. <laughs> it sounds good for the, you know, a success story. But come on now. I know them second grade teachers are not that bad. Come on. But you, them spirits been telling you that. You don't need help. All right, let's keep on moving and grooving through this world. We almost done. Stay with me. Stay with me. This is a marathon, right? This is a marathon. Stay with me. All right. So no discipline, no accountability. You didn't became too independent. Oh, let me read one more verse when it comes to that prideful stuff, y'all. You know, God, I'm going to back it up with the word. Uh, Psalms chapter 10, Psalms chapter 10 and verse 4. Check out what God said, y'all. It says, in his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. Mm. And all his thoughts were, is no room for God. Ooh. Right? See, you stop seeking the kingdom of God. Why? Because you get in your pride. Listen to me. You cannot say you're seeking the kingdom of God and forsake the assembly of the saints. Mm. Come on. Talk to him, God. You cannot say you're seeking the kingdom of God and don't have a church home. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, listen, we got to tackle this issue. Find you a church home. Period. If you're out here, you're uncovered, you don't have no accountability, you don't have no community, you're outside of the will of God. Period. We're not, we not finna go back. I'm not doing no religious ping pong with you either. This is not a tennis match. This is what God is saying. Find you a church home. You're too independent out here in these streets. And for real, you young people, I'm talking especially to the young people, YouTube is not your church home. These these pastors, you talking about, well, I'm a part of pa this pastor and that pastor. I don't want to say nobody's name because nobody's getting glory on God's channel. But no, that ain't your church. That pastor, those uh, saints can't call you out. And you raise you the church up in California, and you. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm trying not to laugh. The church in California, and you live in San Antonio. Talking about that's my own church. <laughs> what do you? Oh my God! No, 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 no. That's not God. No, stop playing. Get you a local church. <laughs> You know, get to a church where people make and roll up. They can roll up and they can say, hey, I'm coming to visit you. You don't want nobody to visit you. Every time they say, hey, can I come visit you? Oh, I got to work. <laughs> I ain't at home right now. How do I know all this? Because I used to live that. I used to dwell with those, these spirits. That's why I'm able to talk about it. All these spirits, your boy used to talk to them. Your boy was best friends with them. 
voice. Who are, who you're talking to, right? Who preaching to you right now? These was my best friends. I used to love unaccountability. Oh yes, I used to love not being disciplined. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Okay. Let's keep going. You don't have no shepherd. That goes with you know no accountability, but you don't have a shepherd guiding you. You don't have no covering. What what who's praying over you right now, believer? That's what I'm trying to say. Yo, YouTube church, they they not praying over you specifically. They don't know the, the needs of your life. They don't know the sin that you're struggling with, that you're dealing with. But when you have a local church, a local body, you're able to confess these things to your brothers and sisters in Christ. And they ain't perfect. Yes, they messed up. I'm, you know, stop doing that. Stop talking down on your brothers and sisters in Christ, man. They not perfect. What, what y'all think God getting uh the church from? Y'all thinking he just bringing out perfect people? No, he getting them from the same clubs you was at. He getting them from the same crack houses you was at. The same trap houses you was at. That's what God getting the church at. So you need to have more grace and mercy for people. But anyways, you need a shepherd to guide you. John chapter 10 and 27, it says, my sheep Listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Your pastor, your shepherd should know you. Let me say this again. Your shepherd, they should know you. They should know the needs. They should know your prayer requests. Some Y'all going to these, you know, because, and let me tell you, I know why y'all going to these churches. Because they don't nobody, you don't want nobody to know you. Didn't have done that. You don't want nobody to uh ask you uh how is how is everything going? <laughs> you don't want nobody at you want to go in on Sunday, get out and feel good about yourself. Went to church, paid my tithes good. Let me go to Sunday fun day. Let me go to my boyfriend house. Let me go to my girlfriend house. That was nice. Service was nice. Anyways, where we going to eat? That is where our generation at. That is the spirit of our generation, of our culture, our people. You hear me? And we wonder why we've been walking in the wilderness. We wonder why we're not seeing a breakthrough in our families, in our children, in our finances, in our businesses. We wonder why in our spiritual life, we're dealing with the same sins that our grandfathers deal with. Come on, talk to us, God. This is, this is horrible. This is not, this is not kingdom practicing life we should not be dealing with the same sin our granddaddies deal with no no not with the powerful god we serve so where's your shepherd at does your shepherd have your number huh can your shepherd call on you right now and say hey i need you to be at the church uh sunday or i need you to be at the church friday because we having prayer can your shepherd do that if they can't do that you don't have a shepherd Oh my God. Ooh, I'm telling y'all, God is what's happening right now. He's freeing people. That's why I got excited like that. People are getting free right now. People is finna find a church home right now. People is finna get in the church right now. People is finna get involved in the kingdom right now. People is finna get in a community and they're gonna start using their gift to build up the community. Can a shepherd call on you to use your gifts? Young people. Can your YouTube pastor call you right now and say, hey, I need you to come clean the church? 
You know why he can't? Because he, he don't have your number. He don't even know who you are. That is not your pastor. You're lying to yourself. That's not your pastor. I have the boldness of the Holy Spirit. That's why I'm able to say that to you right now. Only reason I'm able to say this is because the boldness of the Holy Spirit is speaking through me right now. Believe it. Okay, so you, the spirits, no discipline, no accountability. You're too independent. You don't have no shepherd. Uh, another thing, you're not in, you're not consistent with the word in your life. Let me give you some verses to back. Let me give you a couple of verses, okay? Okay. Uh, John chapter 15 and verse 3. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. You need to have a deep relationship with the word of God in your life. Right? You don't have a deep relationship with the word of God in your life because somebody that got into your mind, that man wrote it. Somebody that got into your mind that that's from the white man. Somebody got into your mind and told you that, oh, that's uh, the Bible be contradicting itself. You know who told you that? Those spirits that you've been dwelling with. See, they, they come and they come so smooth. They settle with it. Study the snake in Genesis chapter three. They settle with it. They come talking to you in a certain way. And you start to believe it. You don't have a consistent word coming through your life right now. You don't have a consistent shepherd preaching to you right now. Consistently. You need that. You need to get into the, you need somebody to shepherd you because you may have some questions about, hey, I don't understand what that means, shepherd. I didn't understand what that means, Minister Williams, Minister, uh, uh, Sister Jenkins. I didn't understand what that means. And see, if they really Christ-like, they're going to break that down to you. They go figure out a way to come uh, talk to you about that word. Let me ask you, can you ask your YouTube pastors that? You can't. Who, where's your study group at? Getting together, going over the word of God, discipling each other. And don't please, well, I can't find nobody. Man, come on, we got to stop using these excuses. Because guess what? When I used to go out to them clubs, oh, I used to get, I, I, I knew how to get my people. <laughs> I used to start on Monday. Hey, hey, Friday, we, hey, we hitting it up. I knew how to get people together. So we can't use these excuses like you don't know how to get people together. Yes, you do. I had that gift in the world. I knew how to rile people up, get people together. We going out this weekend. Everybody, hey, be fly. I used to, hey, we knew what it was. Hey, you get this. I'm going to bring this. You bring this. Meet at their house. I knew how to do that. And you know how to do that. We know how to get things together. We know how to get people together. So start doing it for the kingdom, believer. We are no excuses, team, no excuses. That's what we're about now, right? That's what we're going to be about. Why we got to be about that? Because we're trying to get victory. I want to see victory in the sons and daughters of God, period. We losing too much. Why are we losing and we serve a powerful God? Come on. We losing too much. 
we not losing. No, we finna go on a winning streak. Shout out to the That's what we finna do. 28 winning streak. Yeah, we finna go back to back. That's what we finna do. That's what God's people finna do. We finna go back to back to back to back to back. To, we finna be a dynasty up in this. Period. Okay, okay, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Stop rushing me. <laughs> in 2 Timothy 3.16, why do you need a steady flow of word in your life? Because 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us all scripture is breathed out by God. So all you people out there saying, it's written by white man. Somebody wrote that. Uh, What this scripture said, that's what it said. It is breathed out by God. It is inspired by God. Yes, he used man to write it, but you best believe, oh, he used them to write exactly what he wanted them to say. And you better stop talking. Y'all better stop saying that about God's word. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, you need to repent of that. I had to repent of that, too. See, when I was out there, undisciplined, unaccountability, and wanted to do what I do, and then want to, you know, stand up to the I used to say stuff like that. Man, that word, that, that, I used to say stuff like that. And wonder why I was getting attacked like that. You don't play with God's word like that. That's his word. He's very serious about his word. How do I know he's serious about his word? He say everything going to pass away. But my word going to stand. That tells me that he is serious about his word. And for us to say things like that, you need to repent, tell God that you're sorry. Right now. Right now. You need to tell God you're sorry for saying that. First of, all, give, first of all, giving man that much credit of writing this beautiful book for us. Ain't no man write this. But anyways, y'all, why do we need the steady flow of the word? Because it says it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training us in righteousness. How are you going to get trained on how to walk in this kingdom and you're not getting a steady flow of it in your life? How is you supposed to get checked? How you know if you're living wrong? If you're not getting a steady flow of this word in your life, believer? Ah, come on now. But why don't you get a steady flow of this word? Because you've been dwelling with them spirits. They've been telling you, you don't need that word. All you need is affirmation. <laughs> all you need to do is speak thing into existence you need to speak to the universe you don't need the word man please the, the, them spirits been telling you that mm -hmm. they've been telling you hey read the 48 books of the uh, law that's what you need you don't need the word yeah you need to you need to study you know the books and study Egypt and study this and study this and Man, that's what these spirits been telling y'all. And they got y'all all confused. They got y'all all confused. But you look like you got things in order. You look like you everything look clean. It looks good. It, it looks good. But I see right through it. Because I'm looking from God's view. All right, number six. Number six. Number six. And I got one more. All right, hey. To y'all who stand in there getting this word, Hey, shout out to you. I promise you're not going to be the same after this. Okay. You have, you got too many goals. See, this, these spirits that you're dwelling with, when y'all chilling with each other, when you're chilling with these silly, uh, more deadly, wicked, more spirits, they start to tell you just these goals.
they start telling you that you can own land in in Egypt, and then they start. <laughs> oh, stop! Don't laugh. They start telling you these these dreams, these fantasies. Like they, that's how I know people be dealing with these spirits. They start just saying things. You start talking about you gonna be the next vice president, and I'll be like, "But you, you ain't even graduate from high school. What are you talking about?" You finna get your own business and you go be wealthy and and I'm not listen to what I'm I'm not coming down on people's dreams, but you start to not think in reality. You start not to think in reality. This is how these spirits begin to talk to you. Right? You start thinking like you can move like God. Didn't that's how he came at Eve. She started thinking she can move like God. And that's what these spirits are saying. You. That's why we have people out here saying, I'm a God. You've been talking to the snakes. You've been talking to them spirits. You are a human. You are flesh. Yeah, you flesh. One ankle twist and you'll be out of commission for a couple of weeks. Sit down somewhere. One stomach virus, you'll be out for a couple of weeks. One flu, you'll be out for a couple of weeks. You're not out here moving like God. The pride of us. That's what I'm saying. And that's what, when you're dealing with them spirits, they talk to you like that. You begin to, they, they, they pump you up. They, they start to tell you false lies. They start to tell you you a god and you from the stars and and you you come from another planet and you not of this world and, and and you go be this and you you can speak this into existence go come to you. That's what this these spirits start telling y'all, and y'all start ignoring God and y'all start ignoring His commandments and you start to thinking that He don't have nothing to do with uh with nothing, and you just you've been ignoring God too much. You got too many goals. Well, what should be my goals? Well, we 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 talk about this every week. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Again, very simple. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Why can't we just start there and stay there? We That's what our life is supposed to be about. Okay, a soldier. Let me, okay, I'm going to say this. Let me speak to the man on this part. Okay, let me just speak to the man. We not born when we get with God, it ain't about having fun no more. You gotta it, it's not. Read the scriptures, man. Those David, Abraham, read their life. They was on a mission. They they kind of they weren't worried about having no fun and you know, doing certain things. That's cool. I get it. But when you become a warrior for God, it's not about having fun no more. I had my fun. I'm in the kingdom now. I'm about purpose and mission. I'm about seeking God. That is my only goal. Seeking God in the kingdom of his uh, of righteousness. That is my only goal. Because when I seek that, that is going to help me in my relationship with my wife, with my kids, with my uh, people that I'm, uh, I have to shepherd. That is what we're supposed to be doing. But these spirits that y'all dwelling with, 
that it talks about in Matthew chapter 12, right? In verse 43 and 45, they've been giving y'all too many goals. You got too many goals on your plate, right? You've you been going back to school for the last 10 years. Are you going to ever seek the kingdom? How about how about you just put school off for a little bit? Just for a little, I'm not saying school, just for a little bit and say, oh, well, let me just seek the kingdom. Everybody going back to school, but ain't nobody trying to seek the kingdom. I don't understand. Everybody, you know, trying to build they 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 uh, credit up and do this and do that and do that. And I got this going on. Have you seek the kingdom, believers? All right. Now the last spirit of our generation. Again, what have we been talking about? We uh we read uh Matthew chapter twelve, right, y'all? Uh, let me go there real quick. Okay, we were in Matthew chapter 12 and we, we was talking about how the spirit left and it came back with seven more spirits and it dwell in this house. And God was showing us that these are the spirit of this generation, man. What are, You have no discipline. That's a spirit on you. You have no accountability. That's a spirit on you. You have, uh, you too dependent. You know, you've been listening to Zero too much. I don't need no help. <laughs> you too independent. Shout out to my boy. Uh, you have no covering, no shepherd. That's another spirit. You out, you out here without no shepherd. Where's your shepherd at? You have no consistent flow of the word. You don't like the word. You don't, don't have no relationship with the word of God. That's the spirit that you've been dwelling with. All right. The six, you got too many goals. Them spirits you're dwelling with, they didn't gave you too many goals. Too many goals. And last but not least, these spirits got you in your feelings. These spirits have got you in your feelings. When we deal with God, guess how we deal with God? In truth. Oh, my God. Somebody's getting freed. I feel it. Yes, thank you, God. I feel it. People are getting free just from that. This is how we deal with God. In truth. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. It doesn't say I am the way. In my feelings. That's how we get life. No, life through truth. See, you're trying to walk the kingdom life out in your feelings. And it is costing you too much time. It is costing you arguments. It is costing you ministry. See, you have forsaken the saints of the uh the assembly of the saints. Why? Because you're in your feelings. Ooh, let me eat that myself. Let me pass that over here to me. Pass yeah, with that. Pass that to me. Appreciate it. Let me eat that myself. You have forsaken your shepherd. Why? Because you're in your feelings. That's why. And the spirits that you've been dwelling with, they have told you to lead your life based on how you feel. They have told you to make decisions based on how you feel. You got married to that person, not because of truth, but because they made you feel a certain way. See, I told you, you got to watch out for these 
experience because it make you feel a certain way. The spirit, when that spirit came inside that snake and it came up to Eve, she started feeling a certain way. She started feeling like, you know what? I, I am like God. <laughs> yeah. She, he started talking to her in a certain way and she started feeling herself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. You, you, you hear the spirit in those songs. Oh, man. I'm telling Oh, we on one now. I'm telling y'all, man. I can I can go. I can really go for uh, eternity right now, man. I'm being for real. Do you hear? See, there's spirits in certain songs. Why? 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 Why is there spirit in certain songs? Because when you hear what they have you doing, feeling yourself. You start feeling yourself, right? You feel what I'm saying? I guarantee you, when you used to go out, right, you needed a certain song before you... <laughs> Before you get, went out or when you was going to go walk in the club, you certain song. Why? Because you want to start feeling yourself. Feeling yourself. You want to walk in feeling yourself. Feeling yourself. That's a spirit. That's a spirit. Saul, study him out. He started feeling himself. Feeling himself. David, study him out. He started feeling himself. Feeling himself. Of Samson, study him out. He started feeling himself, feeling himself. You know why he started feeling himself? Because Delilah started feeling himself. Mm. Oh, man. Just revelate now, God. Hey, you the truth, God. I promise you, man. You helping us out right now. So, all I'm trying to say, man, is a lot of y'all been dealing with these spirits, man. A lot of y'all living with these spirits right now. And you wonder why you're not progressing. So what I need to do, man, I'm saying, though, what I need to do, you need to cry out to God for help. Your prayer life don't need to be about anything in this world. You need to cry out, hey, God, I need you. I need you to get me focused on the things of what you about the kingdom things, God. My mind has been so focused on this world. You know, my mind has been so uh, focused on things like in John, first John chapter two, 16, everything, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. That's all I've been thinking about, God. That's all I'm seeking, God. That's all my mind is worrying about, God. I worry about and I pray about these things, God, and I try to put your name at the end. I say in Jesus name, I'm sorry, God. This is how you got to come. And, and, and when you start dwelling in truth, but I feel like God, he want us to see feelings. But I hear what you're saying, but I feel like God want us to feelings. Feelings. When you even start off a conversation like that. But I feel like you in your, God don't dwell in feelings. He dwell in truth. Do you hear me, believer? God dwells in truth. He don't dwell in fantasy. He don't dwell in probabilities and all these type of, he don't dwell in, you know, speaking to the universe and uh, just tarot cards. He don't dwell with speaking with psychics. He don't know. He don't dwell in it. He dwells in the truth of his word. That's how your father dwells. Can you get on his timeline? Right. 
But anyways, man, I appreciate y'all. I, I really do, man. And it's the underground, man. Like I said, man, too many of us been snoozing on God. It's time for us to wake up. It's time for us to get involved with the kingdom things. You've been sleeping too long. God is trying to wake you up. That's why he called me in here today. He said, wake my people up. I need to get them involved with kingdom you hear me? Anyway, I appreciate y'all coming out to the underground. The place that the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling out in the wilderness of America. Matter of fact, I'm in the wilderness of the world now. <laughs> I feel like God didn't call me old, man. I'm in the wilderness of the world now. I'm telling everyone, you gotta repent. When God call you, stop hitting that snooze button. You hear me? No more wasting time, woman of God. No more wasting time, man of God. No, no more telling God I get to it next year. I get to it in a couple of weeks. No, you need to find a church home now. It's a community now. You know, you already know God been telling you that. He just sent me today the confirmation. That's it. Yeah, but we got this, man. I believe God, man. I got number love for y'all. Whoever I'm talking to, hey, you can do this. Call on God. Your life is changing right now. Your life is changing right now. I feel it right now in the spirit. I'm talking to people, man. I'm talking to the hearts. These words piercing your heart right now. Hey, to my brother, went to Ikea uh, and got a bed. I put the bed together myself. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Shout out to my brother, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I put the bed together myself, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, shout out to my wife, man. The realest to ever do it. Thanks to a beautiful girl, man. Appreciate that, man. Hey. I appreciate you coming out to the underground. A place in here in the bird of God before you go six feet underground. I appreciate y'all not snoozing off on me. I love y'all, man. Underground. I'm gonna let that ride out. This was one of those ones, too. Yeah, this go girl. This gonna be one of those. I'm out. <laughs>